Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan is going to be coming along in a little bit here. And we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for May 22nd, 2017. Raj, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing okay, man, doing okay. You know, uh, with all the, the breaking news that was happening when Raw was going on the air tonight, uh, definitely was a little distracted during the show. And I know we were talking about it off the air, but of course our thoughts and prayers with everyone affected by the attack in Manchester tonight. Yeah, that's that stuff's just tragic, ridiculous, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, our thoughts. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy world we live in. Really, kind of put some things in perspective, you know, uh, given what's going on on Raw. But uh, that being said, uh, heading into what happened tonight opened up with a promo for the Fatal Five Way at Extreme Rules, which is coming up in two weeks. And we had Bray come into the ring uh, from there, facing off with Roman and leading to a match right off that was made by Kurt Angle. But of course, uh, Samoa Joe had to come out and that had to end by DQ. What do you think, Raj, about with this Fatal Five Way that's coming up at Extreme Rules, this idea that we're just going to see every combination of dance partners until we're sick of seeing these same five guys? together it's it's just running in place and yeah that's uh none of these rap matches really mean anything i mean they're they're building to you know that that fatal five way but there's nothing particularly interesting that's getting you into them you know uh it's it's just seeing different combinations of these guys and next week you're gonna see more of that so um I, man i don't know it just it, it there wasn't any there wasn't much particularly wrong with this show it was just not exciting. It was just same old, same old. Yeah. And I feel like, God, imagine if, I don't know. I mean, imagine if these guys were in five separate storylines or even let's go beyond that and say they were in three separate storylines, you know, that there was something more there and then the coming together of the five would really feel like something special. But I feel that anything special about this is just going to be completely gone by the time we see the actual match. Yeah. And it's only two weeks, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't really have, I mean, Seth and Samoa Joe have their thing, but outside of that, um, Roman's not really necessarily in a feud right now. Uh, you know, Finn Balor, it was supposed to be feuding with Bray Wyatt, but they haven't really moved it much in, in, in any direction. So um, hopefully after Extreme Rules, hopefully with Brock being back, uh, things will pick up a little. Yeah, let's hope. Um, so of course that would set the main event for later in the night where, you know, if you thought, Hey, Roman versus Bray kind of sick of this. Well, what about Roman and Seth versus Bray and Joe? And that will make it all fresh <laughs> main event. Oh, good Lord. Um, okay. So coming back from that, we, uh, had, Oh, Elias Sampson, uh, Kurt angle. He was like really acknowledged tonight. And his, his first match was made for later in the evening with Dean Ambrose. Uh, but before that we got a cruiserweight match, uh, which the return of multiple cruiserweight matches in the same episode, Akira Tozawa versus Arya Davari. Um, what did you think of this Raj? And, and did you think, I mean, there was sufficient sort of build for this tonight to me, it just seemed like it sort of happened out of nowhere. Uh, real quick before we get to that, yeah. I did want to say like Bray Wyatt's promo. Oh, uh, yeah. He seemed really fired up, you know, like, I, I you know, still a lot of nonsense, but <laughs> I, I do think he, I do think he needs to turn to a baby face sooner or later. He, he needs, you know, he, he needs a, a shift, a change, uh, a shakeup. And, and, you know, the, the fans are kind of behind him. So I don't think it'll be too difficult for him to get the, you know, to be a baby face. I just feel like I'm tuning out now. I mean, you're absolutely yeah. right that he had more swagger with it, but 
and, and I wonder this about the audience. Do they do they even follow what he's saying? Or is it just sort of that sing-songy cadence, you know, Southern preacher man, as opposed to the content? Because the content of it is what I feel like he never delivers on. If you actually right. pay attention to what he's saying, um, he's like zero for a thousand at this point forever delivering on what he's what he's preaching about. Right. It's like, I'm going to murder the beast. No, you know, no, you're not. And that's the gist I got out of this. But oh, he's also uh, our savior. I believe something about the lies. Yeah. Yeah. So I, if, he, if he could change his promos up a little bit and, and, and turn to babyface, I think it might be a good, uh, good, good refresh for him. Um, also, was that a production error at the end of that segment? Where it's like, I think that was the pay-per-view theme that started playing. Did you notice oh, that? Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. It Which like, seemed very odd because they never do that. Random music. Well, it's happened before. I mean, not so much on TV. God knows that live events have seen them play the wrong. Right, right, right. But th- that's what I'm wondering. Was this uh, on purpose? Did, were they playing the pay-per-view theme or was that a botch? Because later in the show, they botched it in the main event when mm. uh, Seth Rollins music hit and Samoa Joe then came out. And, and you know, Corey Graves covered it up on commentary pretty well. But um but yeah, it, it looked like there were a couple of production botches today. Which is rare for, for TV. Yeah. They're usually pretty good about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, hmm, interesting, interesting evening. Uh, I would love to read the reports and see sort of like what the mood was there. I mean, the crowd seemed pretty receptive for most of it. Uh, I think more receptive than the show warranted. That's for sure. Um, so the cruiserweights, what'd you think of them just sort of putting this out there tonight? I feel like we haven't seen these guys on TV in a while. Um, with Akira and uh, Aria Davari. Yeah. I, you know, again, it, it, it just, it just felt like filler, you know, and speaking of production errors, now that I'm thinking about it, Brian Kendrick, that seemed weird when they ran Brian Kendrick's talking to the screen part, whatever he was doing, it seemed like that was cutting it really close with the start of the actual match. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was something, something was a bit off tonight. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. Uh, the Kendrick uh, Akira Tozawa feud. Do you care at all about this feud? No, not really. I mean, it's, I think it, it's good. Look, Akira Tozawa, I think, is very good in the ring. And Kendrick has been in the main event of the Cruiserweights so much and been a focus of the Cruiserweights. I think it's good. For, it's good for Akira Tozawa. Yeah. Um, it's something it it gets them on tv but this these storylines that they have for the cruiserweights just suck i mean there's just nothing uh, they aries and neville uh has been okay i think i think aries would benefit greatly from not being in the cruiserweight division uh neville's the only person i think that has benefited from being in that division because they were doing absolutely nothing with them before that but um yeah other than that i think uh this cruiserweight division is just dying SummerSlam still your prediction for when the cruiserweights will be gone from raw uh, i don't know we'll see hopefully oh, i hope they're not gone i hope they just change it you know do something you know like we mentioned moving this tapings to full sale or, or, yeah. or doing something because i don't want the cruiserweight division to be gone they got oh, no, so many no, no, count- no. talented guys but i think gone from raw i think that was the prediction not that 205 live will be canceled but that uh right I think it's just, it's tough. It's tough to get people invested in that completely separate thing that's only on the network. Um, yeah, so Akira Tozawa won that match. And yeah, the match itself was fine, but I think it's the way they position these things. It's the issue. 
Um, so after that, had the promo. So that was kind of, I did think that was kind of nice tonight, how they flipped the script a little bit and had Noam Dar, you know, there as Alicia Fox's boyfriend, as opposed to her <laughs> the girl and all the cruiserweight stuff. I like that tonight, that he was sort of the token accessory in the equation. Oh, sorry. I'm just texting Matt. He's jumping on here in a minute. Cool. Um, repeat that again. I liked uh, how they flipped it in the promos tonight of having Noam Dar be the significant other, you know, the, the role that Alicia Fox has felt like she's been in yeah. in the cruiserweights. I thought that was nice in the promo. Um, before Matt comes on, let's, uh, and talk about Elias Sampson. Cause I would love to get Matt's thought on that. I want to take the moment and thank the first sponsor of this episode, which is dollar shave club. You've heard us talk about it. Dollar shave club is awesome. It is the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price and it's delivered right to your door. It's so convenient an awesome life hack and it's a no-brainer you don't have to go to the store get those razors from behind the security counter get they take off the security tag on it because for some reason people steal razors i guess that's the thing you don't have to overpay spend a ton of money on these gimmicky eight you know uh you know eight razor blades that they're trying to sell you there dollar shave club is where it's at i'll tell you i used my executive razor when you guys saw me practically clean shaven uh the other week when i took off quite a bit there and uh used the dollar shave club executive razor with dr carver's shave butter raj has been using this as well raj you were saying i mean it's just a great gentle glide and you can see what you're shaving yeah i just used it tonight smooth as butter man and th that that butter thing that butter uh cream or whatever what is it called the Dr. butter carver's shave butter yeah yeah that that stuff is awesome i mean it makes a huge difference because there was one time i forgot to use that and use just regular shaving cream and after using that after the shave it just you just feel I mean, it's completely smooth and i love We're when i'm talking like talking about, dollar talking about shave club. oh i'm part i'm actually part of dollar shave club swear to god awesome oh yeah yeah we, been we, for years i heard I used to hear them advertise on Howard Stern years ago, and I've, I think I've been with them now for five years. Wow. And that's and not just your face, Matt, right? I mean, because you got to go like no, all over. Yeah, be, yeah, because of because of the bodybuilding crap, dude. You got to have a good blade, man. And anything you buy at the store, like those triple blade things, those women razors I'd have to use even, uh, it's because it creates less bumps or whatever. Those are just gimmicks, and they, they fall apart pretty quickly. The Dollar Shave Club, it's great because I get, like, a brand-new blade all the freaking time, it seems. Like, I've got underneath my sink, I've got, like, 30 blades still. I'm so far ahead of the game, and I shave a ton. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you heard it it's there. A great, it's great. It's incredible value. It's incredible value. So we got a deal for our listeners. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with the tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. And after that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. And in that first box, you're going to get that nice weighty handle with a full set of four cartridges and a tube of that shave butter. After that, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. No hidden fees, no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. But you can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Dude, that's a huge sponsor. I'm not just blowing smoke. That's a huge sponsor, guys. Good for you. And they're great. Absolutely yeah, awesome. fantastic. I, I mean, they they got they made the customer out of me, so yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> so we were talking about it, Matt, the the opening. Um, really, I mean, how did you feel tonight overall about Monday Night Raw? I liked it. Um, I did. I liked. I thought we got a lot of. I hate to use the word star power. It's not like such a little mark saying that, but I felt like um, there was some good star power, some good young upper echelon main event talent being presented as such 
I love me some in-ring Bray Wyatt promos. <laughs> you could tell Paul Heyman loved that promo by his promo that he cut, calling it a masterpiece and the whole nine. Um, I thought he blasted it out of the park. Uh, Kurt coming out, though, that's my boy. I talk to Kurt almost every other day. All right. With that said, do we know – why is he always coming out with that goofy smile? Just happy needs, to be there. He needs to be a heel. I, I don't know what's going on with it. You know what I mean? Is it is he maybe not as comfortable as he once was because it's new to him again? I don't know. But he is money on the mic. We all know that. I, I don't know what it is. You know? Yeah, it just seems like he's just restricted right now. And uh, maybe that's there's it. just so much he can do as a babyface GM. And I hate heel GMs. I think it's just been done to death. But Angle in that role, I think, would uh, would revamp that. And uh, at you least know, bring you know, some humor because he's just he's just a regular, you know, he's just saying the the lines that anyone can say. And uh, yeah, about him feeling comfortable. And stuff. He even messed up Finn Balor's name, name tonight. He called him Finn, Finn Baylor at the end, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed that. You know what's funny, Raj? I think you're right. If, it made, if you made him heal by proxy, he would actually be a face because he'd be funny. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And his best humor was has always been as a heel. Yeah. yeah, dude. Even when when he was a GM on SmackDown, when I um right, man, two thousand. Whenever I got shipped back down to OVW, when Nathan Jones quit, I don't know when the hell that was. I got shipped back down to OVW, and Kurt became the GM and was in a wheelchair, and Luther Angel was pushing him around or whatever. He was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he was great in those backstage segments, you know, with with Austin yeah. and and all that stuff. So, um, I think now he's just in a position that you could you could replace his lines with anyone else, you know, outside of the, it's true, it's damn true. And, and uh, yeah, I think uh, they can change it up. Well, it's only week six. I think he's enjoying coming out to the crowd, hearing, you know, the pop he's getting. That's the thing to me. He just seems genuinely really happy to be there. Um, but yeah, I would like to see what they do with it from there. Have you heard anything more about him wrestling again, Rush? Um, no, I mean, you know, when I talked to Kurt a, a few weeks ago, uh, he said, uh, he'll, he's probably gonna have his physical later this year. So right now it's just the GM and that's all they, they have in mind, but, uh, he still plans on taking that at some point. Yeah. So Matt Elias Samson made his in-ring debut against Dean Ambrose tonight. Can we talk about how deep in my eye, how deep, like you can't even see my eyes right now. And this is annoying the crap out of me. I can't change the angle. Oh, that, that, that there it goes. Great. That's good. Sorry, guys, for listeners out there. I apologize. My son's in there sleeping. Otherwise, I'd be in there. I apologize, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, crap. Um, I, yeah, Lion Simpson, I, I was out. I was actually out here um, seeing, seeing if I got the link sent to me early, maybe, you know. So I was out here on the porch and I was watching it through the window and I saw. Simpson and I open the door and my wife's like, who's this guy? And my son's in there singing along with him. And I'm like, no, no, no. Anybody but this guy. You could cheer for John Cena. You could cheer for Roman Reigns. You cannot sing with this guy. No. <laughs> this is my artistic son we're talking about. I should be like encouraging him and being like ecstatic that he was listening to someone singing and singing along. But I was like, not this guy. No, I don't like him. I don't know what it is. It annoys me. Um, he's not going to last. I, that's not like such a prick right now, but that, that's my honest opinion. He's not going to last. I thought he looked good tonight. I thought this was the best he's, a, he's looked, you know, in, in a long time. He was aggressive. He was very aggressive. 
Um, he has a good look. The the guitar stuff, I think they'll drop that at some point. They got to if if and, that's different. And he looks like a bigger version of Seth Rollins. He looks like a cross between Seth Rollins and, and the Macho Man, kinda. <laughs> you know? And uh so yeah, I think uh you know, I think if he drops the stupid gimmick, there's a much more upside. And he and again, I thought he looked good tonight. Now the thing I hated was that they had a second DQ in, in three matches, you know. Like yeah. just give him some somebody to beat, you know, this week. There's plenty of guys in the back. You can have him beat Kalisto. But uh that that to tell you something though, that's that that was his debut match, correct? Yeah. Yeah. But they had him still get a win over Dean Ambrose. It just wasn't a pin. But that's and, my point. And, and he dominated the match. Doesn't matter. They wouldn't be looking to protect Dean Ambrose at the end if this guy was serious or somebody they were going to do something big with. I'm not saying they still won't do something big. But as of right now, I'm telling you right now, you don't debut somebody and not have them pin. I don't care who it's against. You don't have them go against the champion. Then you have them go against somebody else. But even that, they had him debut and they had the Miz on commentary. When's the last time someone debuted and you had another wrestler out there? I mean, I, I feel like it, normally when someone debuts, the commentary team really puts him over, but he made it about the Miz instead. That's why I don't think it's going to last unless he blasts it out of the park. That's yeah. different. We'll see. Yeah, at least it, it wasn't like a, you know, like a uh, Kurt Hawkins thing where they just, you know, <laughs> job him out right off the bat well, and have yeah. him lose in two minutes. Yeah. But Right. But I, I don't know. I think there. I, I, I'm, I'm reserving my thoughts on on the drifter because I thought he looked pretty good tonight. And if he could keep it up, there might be something there. And I'll say this: a year and a half he's been doing this. I remember seeing it at a live event before he debuted on TV with it at an NXT live event. This gimmick has never been over. It is always drawn not. <laughs> it's never drawn even sort of like oh he's a heel heat. It's always drawn like this is uncomfortable. Please stop. Sort of heat from an audience. And he's committed to I it. Agree. So all respect to him for still being able to do that and go in the ring. Yeah. And, and just for the record, it, listeners, whenever you hear us talk negatively about somebody and whatnot, it is not we're, we're crapping on the guy. Oh. We're crapping on either the gimmick, uh, how they were used, or, or whatnot. It's never, yeah, it, all the more power. I hope the guy does good. I hope he knocks it out of the ballpark. You know, we yeah. need more stars, so. You know, good luck to him, but I don't see it. We're always crapping on WWE creative, which is an oxymoron like Jumbo Shrimp. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's ah, that's pretty good. Jumbo Shrimp, get it? Huh, I get it. Um, well, what about this? How about if he was Al Vagabundo? Love, what is it? El Vagab <laughs> Al Vagabundo. He would be super over. Uh, <laughs> but that's a play on the drifter because El Vagabondo is all right. Give him 10 weeks of annoying us, give him 10 weeks of that crap we had to see in the ring tonight. All right, and then swap him over to that. It'll be huge. I don't know. I he because he looks to me like the kind of guy that Vince would like. You know, he's a, a big guy, good shape. Um, I mean, that's you know, that's the kind of guy that Vince likes to push and and give uh, and he looks. He does. He looks like a music, like a musical. Like he looks like a lead singer of something, a big jacked up one. Yeah. You know, he does look like somebody. But um, my neighbor looks like somebody. Vince, Vince would probably push him. <laughs> you know, have him get some veins in his abs. And <laughs> 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 but uh, we'll see. Uh, so Enzo got attacked backstage. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, Chris on our Twitter account. You had three options, all all who uh, made good sense. One was big, that it was Big Cass. 
Uh, another that it was a revival because they should be coming back in a couple of weeks. And then uh, the other was, you know, uh, Apollo Crews and and Titus, which you know, they, they mentioned later and Apollo denied it. I don't know. You know, I don't know which would be the most uh, the most intriguing option. I think the, the revival, they need someone to feud with and all the other. Yeah, I mean, that- they could do Heath Slater and Rhino, but this this would be much bigger for him. Yes, that's who I think it is. I, who, I, who I hope it is. Um, we need those guys back on TV like yesterday. I know, I know homeboys hurt, but uh, God, those guys, I can watch them all day. Yeah. No, they're great. It's like watching old school 80s uh, tag team wrestling tape. Like, I'm, I'm drifting here, but I'm uh, drifting, get it? Huh? We spoke with drifting. <laughs> Cornette, Cornette gives us, like, he used to give me these videotapes. Like, it would say, like, the greatest tag teams. And he specifically put the greatest tag team matches together on this humongous VHS tape that I would watch or greatest promos with Jerry Law and all these. Anyways, the tag team, it was just like a who's who in tag team wrestling, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, shit like that. And that is who these guys, like I'm telling you, remind me of the revival are so fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, they remind me of the brain busters, you know? Uh, Yes. That's exactly who they remind me of too. Totally. Totally. So yeah, let's hope it's them and not, like Rhino yeah. and Slater. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about this Paul Heyman promo that he came out and did tonight with Finn Balor. Um, when's the last time Heyman put somebody over this hard? I'm thinking it was the Roman Reigns it, promo. It made a couple it obvious. Ago. Yeah. It, it made it a little bit obvious in my opinion. Do you know what I mean by obvious? Like, um, like it was not uncomfortable, but it was like, WWE creative really wants this guy to do really good. So we're going to have Paul Heyman go out there and really put him over huge. And that's the way it felt to me. It was a great promo. Um, you know, but Finn Balor, Finn's another one who's a friend of mine. And I hate saying this, but I, Finn Balor's in the middle of the ring saying he, you know, he doesn't fear Brock Lesnar. I don't buy it for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody should sit there and say, we don't, I don't fear Brock Lesnar. It just doesn't sound right. I don't believe it. Um, I'm not saying you have to say you're scared of him either, you know, just say, you know what I mean? But um, don't say I, anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's it. You know, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. You say, I want my title back. I never that, lost the title. You know, I want my shot. That was good. You know, uh, yeah, I that agree. Was good. He was confident tonight for sure. And we'll get into his match. I hope because yeah. I got a lot to say. And Heyman was a good surprise. You know, like that was, that was cool to see it was yes. out of the blue, but this is kind of where it ended for me the show. Like I thought after this, it was just kind of, it was just kind of there. It was just kind of the same as every week. I, 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 in two weeks, if you asked me, if you named these matches and asked me which week it happened, I'd be like, ah, you know, any one of the last four weeks. So except for the goldest thing, I thought that was kind of cool. I love the gold. That's thing. Um, but uh, you don't feel the the Heyman uh, promo felt like forced by creative kind of like thing? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it, that's what it reminded me of that promo that Heyman did for Roman when Roman was going to face Brock. Oh, and it yeah. was, Roman, you're yes. one of the greatest of all time. You're better than Hogan. You're better than this, but you're not better than Brock. <laughs> yeah. So, so we need the the trifecta. What was it? There was the three things that reason people felt that Roman was forced on them. One was the Heyman promo. Two was Mark Henry with the I was just testing him, but now I'm a believer that promo that, that he cut saying that, you know, like, yeah, uh, Mark Henry put Roman through a barricade and then did an interview saying like, Oh, I was just testing him, but now I'm a believer. I, I, you know, uh, you're going way back. 
Uh, the third one was Daniel Bryan, the you kicked my ass, but, you know, and I booed you with all these fans, but now, you know, you've won my respect. I think it was those three promos that made people say Roman is literally being forced on us. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. They, they tried. And then some other. But Finn doesn't yeah. need that. Finn is over with this crowd. Right. Exactly. He doesn't. Yes. Not, the, the, go ahead. I feel like he got a little bit of a rub by being in there with Heyman because he he had felt like he was kind of slipping yeah. a bit. So putting him in there, it kind of puts him as a player in that match as opposed to, you know, I felt like his star was kind of, you know, uh, uh, fading the last few weeks. Fading? It it, it does because it's this, the, the Paul Heyman coming out and stuff. It does. But I think they, could, they still could have gotten that, him being by himself talking about the five-way without Paul coming out. And he still would have been on. A, he would have still been in that center stage, um, you know, ta-da type of uh, presentation that they were looking for with having him in the middle of the ring, cutting that in-ring promo to begin with. Paul made it better because he's Paul freaking Heyman, of course. The rub was there, but I, I could have done without the forcing part of it. Um, right. Yeah, it, it would have been even better if it was more heated, and it ended with Finn Balor and Paul Heyman. You know, Finn Balor getting in Paul Heyman's face. Then you have Carl Anderson come yes. out for the match. It just makes it seem more personal as opposed to this guy is kissing your ass and you're facing his advocate, you know, uh, potentially in a month. What, what, uh, with the match, is the match next, right? Yeah, yeah, with Carl Anderson. Dude, his intensity, he being Finn, holy shit. Excuse my language. It's worth the curse word here. Holy <laughs> crap. Dude, I, I was sitting there. I, I rewound it. I rewound it twice. I was so proud of him. He he was in a whole different gear tonight, and that's what that that is that that's a main event act. What we watched in that ring tonight, guys, the, the in ring work of Finn has never been questioned, but his intensity level was on a whole different train. I, dude, it was impressive as hell. I thought it was great. I thought the only thing missing was the story. I mean, did I miss something? Were there some videos on WWE.com building? That's, exa- that's exactly what I was going to say. These guys have so much history. You got 30 writers. You couldn't come up with something. It was on Twitter. Why not do a couple backstage segments, you know, beforehand and, and, you know, during the show and, and, uh, it, you know, remind people how close these guys were and, and build to something as opposed to having it just be a throwaway match. That just drives me nuts when you got the storyline right there and you don't do anything with it. So dumb. Built in for you guys and delivered to you on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. These two. You just did a 24-hour, whatever the hell, whatever it's called, WWE 24 series on Finn, which I really like, by the way. Fantastic. Um, What a humble humble kid, humble family. You root for him. You can't help but root for him. Um, What did we learn? How close he is with specifically – the one, you know, that one guy more than anybody else. You know what I mean? That's what I learned. And right. you just put this on the air last week. You just roll over the story. Right. You don't even mention these two. I mean, you, they mentioned it on commentary, but that's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it should have been like, a big deal. They should have, could have shown clips from 24 and been like, these guys were best friends. And, and you know, they're, they're facing off for the first time, even though technically it's not the first time. But um yeah, it could have been made a much bigger deal as opposed to just feeling like another match. To be the only two gaijin to be like to, to, to stay and sleep in the, the New Japan dojo, mm-hmm. like that's some serious, like that's a crap sandwich you're eating every day. Life sucks. I don't care what anybody says. That sucks and it's hard. And 
like just a built-in there's so much story there those two like starved together literally wow. like like more than brothers like what a great storyline and just <laughs> on twitter the business uh, best for business is i beat you tonight finn hashtag beat up finn balor that's our story folks Right. That could have been an amazing feud the next time Finn has the belt to have Gals and Anderson expect, you know, sort of reform at the top. Finn doesn't want to Especially do that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like what they did with AJ instead of, instead of, in, except instead of AJ ended up going with them, have Finn not go with them or, or they could go with them. But anyway, they, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I know it's AJ, just... AJ, AJ Finn's going to be freaking phenomenal whenever oh, yeah. all that happens one day. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's not a throwaway throwaway match on on SmackDown or Raw. You know, if they if they yep. if they give it a good build. No mention of the Bullet Club. No nothing. Just these are two high flyers, folks. Right. Oh, tonight AJ's <laughs> wrestling Finn, and you know, in the second hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, yeah, what a wasted opportunity. Uh, Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks in a rubber match sounds better than it is. But uh, the uh, result of that is that Sasha won. So now Sasha doesn't have to face off Alicia ever again. If I understood that correctly, Rush. No, because she got attacked afterwards. So I think that almost counts as an Alicia win. So that it's almost like two to two, you know, Alicia, I got to, I always crapped on her. She, she's gotten pretty good. She, I mean, I always thought she, in in the right setting, she does well. Uh, but then she, she'll have like good matches here and there, and then she'll have an absolutely crappy one, and and it just kind of you know uh, makes you forget that that she can go you know with the right opponent and if given some time. Yeah, true. Well, this will continue probably all the way to extreme rules. Jeez, they've already wrestled three times. Why are you supposed to care about these guys wrestling a match when they've already wrestled three times on free TV? You know what I mean? Like we what? haven't even gotten we, we haven't we haven't even gotten to Sheamus and Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Jeez! All right. Yeah. It, <laughs> same crap, dude. That's 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 the friggin' formula. Extreme rules. Maybe it'll be. Uh, I don't. What what weird stipulation do you think it'll probably be on the pre-show? But what stipulation do they add to this one? We already got a kendo stick and a cage. The extreme rules main event. Maybe the women in a tables match. I don't know. Between who, Alicia yeah, Fox Alicia and, and uh, Sasha? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I, I don't care either. I don't <laughs> want to see it. I don't. Yeah, they haven't really teased anything. But yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I know every dumb. I for extreme rules. That's part to me. Part of the fun of how dumb it is is that they just find sort of the random like you get this and you get this and you get this. You know. Maybe I'm getting old, but like, were you guys uncomfortable seeing her hit Mickey James with a kendo stick tonight? What's her name? Oh, Alexa. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe I sound like my daddy or something like that. When my dad, we watch Raw, and like Bubba Ray Dudley would be power bombing Trish Stratus through tables, and my dad like, what did that? You can't watch that. You know that kind of thing. And uh, you know how heinous. You know you can't do that to a woman or something stupid <laughs> right. like that. Like, I almost feel like I'm my dad here saying that, but maybe I'm out of touch. I, I don't know. I just didn't like seeing, a, I don't see them as women. I don't see her as a woman. I still see her as a girl. What's her name? Alexa. Um, Alexa. It's like her, it's like her hitting her mom with the kendo stick. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's something awkward about it to me. It made me uncomfortable. Hmm. And, and I don't know if it's for all type of weapons with girl, you know, girl versus girl matches. I don't know what it is. I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll admit the thought of Alexa and Bailey hitting each other with kendo sticks does uh, nothing for me. It, you know, 
I mean, it's almost a turnoff to me, though. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I was excited for the uh, steel cage match that uh, was it Becky and Alexa, right? That they had. And uh, so you know, certain types of gimmick matches, I'm all for it. But yeah, the kendo stick, I don't know. It just doesn't fit that. It just doesn't fit their personalities. I don't know. Um, I liked I liked Charlotte and uh, what's her name? Uh, what would they have a Hell in a Cell or yeah. Sa- Sasha? They had a cage match. Hell in a Cell, yeah. That was well. That Hell in a Cell. That was well done. Right. Um, you know what I mean? They're not like taking weapon, you know, blunt objects in each other with a head with it. Right. I thought it was interesting what they did with Bailey. I wonder if we're going to actually see Bailey hit somebody with a stick, or if they think that's too out of character for her to do. I'd like if they didn't. You want to know something? That's actually no. Yeah. But well, wasn't her, her the, whole thing saying that she was extreme and she wanted to show how extreme <laughs> she was last week? Which sounds what? so silly. Yeah, it was something like that where so she, she she begged her oh. to not make it a regular match and she wanted she wanted to show how extreme she can get. See, this is what I'm talking about. This this is the <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Yeah. That's not on her. That's no, it's her. learn your characters, That's writers and, and, and that. Vince. Just have her backstage have the easiest Sorry, this is the easiest character in the world to write for. You don't write for. Let her be herself. No. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't lampshade it and have her backstage, like chugging a bunch of Mountain Dew Kickstart, just yelling "Extreme" and then going out there and you know, being no. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I could absolutely see that happening. By the way, I could absolutely if Mountain Dew sponsoring Extreme Rules, absolutely hundred percent. Um. Okay. So. Uh, where are we? Okay, uh, so yes, uh, after Sasha won and then got attacked, uh, Callisto and Apollo Crews backstage asking about attacking Enzo. Then after that, okay, uh, yes, a high point of the night, Gold Dust and our truth. Yeah, real quick, Callisto and yeah. Apollo Crews. Uh, Apollo Crews is getting some steam. They beat him tonight, you know. And yeah, I know yeah. that's part of the storyline with Titus. Whatever. With, with, you just kill these guys' momentum by having them lose, especially someone like Callisto. And a horrible, horrible pre-tape. Horrible. Oh, yeah. It was horrible in that uh, Apollo. That was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And wouldn't it have benefited Apollo a lot that? more if uh, if Titus said, you know, sick him, sick him, and Apollo just kicked the crap out of him? And then that, like, it, makes you think that maybe he did attack Enzo, and it kind of goes with that storyline, too. You know what I mean? It was it, it was it was it was bad acting, is what I'm saying. I don't care what the content was. No, right. It was before, somebody yeah. saying stuff that I did not believe at all before the match. It, it, the only the only person I believed in that uncomfortable promo with two guys trying the best to act that they could and failing um, was our boy um, Titus. Come on, um, yeah, he, he, saving it. Yeah, he stole he, he stole that promo because it, it was pretty bad before that. It was. And he's good. I think he's hilarious. He gets little quotes in there. I don't know if you ever catch it. You know what I mean? No, he's always, Titus has always had charisma. You know, it's, his matches aren't always the best. (laughs) He's always had that charisma. He's always had that main event look. And uh, And what's crazy is this is a stud athlete. This is beyond a stud athlete. I cannot begin to tell you what, what a huge name he is here in Florida. Like he is humongous. Yeah, you know, because of the good will he does, but because he's but he's also a stud University of Florida player. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's crazy that he hasn't been able to put it together in the ring, honestly. Yeah, not for quite a while. Um, so Gold Dust is back tonight, a return to form for Gold the Dust. old, old school Gold Dust, 
yeah you know not just him wearing gold paint and you know acting weird the the hollywood gold dust that's like i don't think he's been using that since like 97. it's been like 20 years good i love the whole everything about it from the hand that reached in and hand and in the envelope all being glittered up in gold you couldn't really kind of you know what i mean it was hard to see it it was like blurred i don't know if you caught that like everything about that pre-tape was freaking awesome and it was a good like, you know, some things are nostalgia and you're like, okay, that's cool for nostalgia. This isn't just cool for nostalgia, I feel. I feel like this is something I want to see every week. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes in a few weeks. But I thought, you know, from being such a big fan of that era, it was cool. And it was cool hearing that Goldust old music again, not, you know, remixed with anything else. So um, I, I, I liked it. We'll see where they go from here. I mean, can they, you know, most of the audience today doesn't know about, you know, 1996 Goldust. So. And they're not obviously not going to make him, uh, you know, how he was before. Really? You, you, oh, I'm, That's crazy, isn't it? I'm sitting yeah. with bated breath, just wondering how. Well, I mean, if, if it's a return to old gold dust, how old gold dust are we talking? Because times have changed. And they can't. They can't. They can't go there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like he, even even tonight when he did this, like he, he didn't do. He didn't. He didn't reach, grab his cool. Well, he's sitting down, so maybe we can do it as much. No, he's PG rating it, but uh, yeah, but it still will work. I still feel it will work because he's a smart dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited about it. And uh, speaking of gold dust, time to thank the second sponsor of this episode, which is DDPY Gold Dust. Big DDPY fan. Credits it to what he calls putting him in the best shape of his life with DDPY, especially if you look at the transformation from when uh, he was in Impact to now. You can just see what a remarkable change it's been. Huge. Other, oh, oh, huge, no pun intended. Uh, from where he was as Black Rain to now, he looks fantastic, phenomenal. Uh, speaking of which, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Chris Jericho, all these stars have benefited greatly from DDPY. And for a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app, or you can use our link and get Get the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off if you're digital only. You can also buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off. Get a second one for 50% off. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. to get started today. And I'm telling you, everybody who uses it swears by it, DDPY, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Um, so we talked a little bit about Callisto versus Apollo Crews. Yeah, I thought it was interesting Callisto getting that win tonight. Apollo uh, doesn't lose that often. There's but... ways. There's, I think there's so many ways you could do it to build Apollo up. And like I said, when Titus said sick him, if Apollo just started kicking the crap out of him and got DQ'd or anything, I mean, that would have been better than having Apollo lose when, when you're in the middle of a storyline with him. They got to get these guys away from each other though weren't they i mean i feel like this is they were stuck in this front on smackdown with the two of them right i mean and then they yeah. moved over to raw they were feuding with Dolph, and it was the the worst psychology they had the two baby faces facing the one heel i like that they're trying to do something like callisto's on my tv though for some reason i don't know why there's something about him that i have a feeling he's going to be a lot better than we think like than he is right now for instance i think he's going to be I think they see him as their next Ray. I see him as their next Ray for sure. Um, Ray Mysterio. Um, and I think he'll be a lot bigger with time. He's 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 gotta get these out, these horribly badly acted pre-tapes and promos out of his system 
and figure out who the hell he is. I say this all the time with every character. These guys are young, very young, very inexperienced, even more inexperienced when it comes to the mic. And because they're so young, they don't even know who they are as a man yet, let alone a character. That takes time. And I like that they're getting all of these, like these, these, these not so great promos out of, you know, in the can now because he's going to continue improving. I have a feeling he's going to be a pretty big star for them one day. I really, that's, that's my prediction. Yeah. Now I, I, I don't agree, but I don't see Ray, uh, maybe Del Rio, but, uh, Ray is another level. Yeah. Oh my God. Ray was magic. I mean, compared to everyone else. Ray, had- Ray also had like 39,000 years, way more experience. <laughs> When I say Ray, I mean, I mean, when you when you click through the channels and you stop, you mean to tell me there's not one person in America saying, "Is that Ray Mysterio?" I guarantee you oh, they do. Sure, but then they watch him wrestle and they're like, "That's not Ray Mysterio." Um, <laughs> Callisto's good, dude. I mean, he's good. Callisto can go. Yeah. You, Callisto has never in his entire indie career ever been somebody somebody wasn't amazed with in the ring. He was one of the always top, 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 top indie talents out there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, his promos. His, 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 his promos. Long time he was. Go, go ahead. Okay, but that's what I just got done saying. That's what I just got done saying. He needs to get these out of his system and to get more comfortable. Ray's promo sucked too. I know Dude, Ray. You always kind of you always kind of went he with him because he always had the underdog thing going, and he he really uh, gave that out. You know, like even in WCW, you know, you just really got behind him with his promos. You just came across as this likable underdog that uh, you could really get behind. Kalisto is just like, what are you saying, man? Just uh, you're I don't believe a single word you're saying. That's true. But there's nothing but underdog out of Kalisto. Nobody's looking at him as anything but an underdog. Right. But it doesn't come across in his promos is what I mean. Like, yeah, because of his size, he he does. He's doing what he's told to say right now, right? And eventually when he figures it out, he'll be able to do his own promos from who he knows who he is. Right now, he's doing what he's being told verbatim. Same with friggin' Apollo. That's why, and Apollo was way worse in that promo than he was. Way worse. Horrible. I thought they were both pretty bad in that promo. (laughs) We'll have to agree that they were both bad, but won't agree on who was worse. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so uh, Any, dude, anytime somebody four foot ten gets TV time, he is an instant underdog. Oh, no doubt about that in terms of size. I just yeah, think the size that. for sure. And maybe that's where it ends. Maybe maybe that's where I think the problem is, Matt. Is that I think um, to an extent, creative is just kind of like, oh well, people. Even what you said, people will see him and think it's Ray because they're seeing a someone in a, in a wrestling mask on WWE programming. I feel like they don't put much more into it than that. They feel like even splitting them up on brands. I feel like that's a cynical decision by creative. Like, okay, we got one luchador on each brand, so that fills that quota. You know. Um, and before, and guys, w- yeah. before my social media blows up, let me be clear about this. I want words put in my mouth here. I say he has the potential to maybe one day be a Ray. That's how I, that's how I right. think they see him. Not right now. He's very young. Right. Done. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, Matt Hardy versus Sheamus. Ugh. Yeah. What? For like the eighth time. It sucks because the match was good. You know, like the match itself was fine, but Jesus Christ, how many times have we seen these guys go at it? And and the Hardys have won every single time. Have they? Yeah. See, the Hardys haven't lost yet. I don't notice. I don't. I don't think I really. I don't remember wins and losses enough. Wow. Yeah. I guess it's true they don't really matter then. 
<laughs> no, the Hardys. I'm, I'm like their perfect fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. The, when the you know the Hardys, it's like you're doing the same finish every week. You know, you're not mixing it up at all. I'm so sick of this feud. Uh, I'm sick of the Hardys as a team already. I kind of I'm getting there. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. This it's been is... a month and a half. Uh, what return have they that. handled worse that. than this? What's that? What what return have they handled worse than this? Just in terms of driving oh, uh, it into the ground. Not no, Mickey, Mickey like... James. I mean, there's there's so many. But I mean, at least people, the Hardys are still like getting pops and, and they're being protected. It's just that they're running in place to where they're not special anymore by doing the same damn thing every week. Yeah. Was there any was there any more inkling that maybe Matt Hardy becomes crazy Matt Hardy again? So Ed Nordholm was uh, interviewed with the law last night. And he and there's yeah. disputed accounts on this, but he's saying that um, uh, the WWE doesn't even want the gimmick. And uh, they haven't asked for it. They don't want it. And he said he said he, he claims that he's offered to sit down with Matt and, and try to talk about it and come up with an agreement. And, um, you know, Matt kind of refuted that on Twitter. So, but he didn't, re you know, it, the WWE not asking him about, uh, asking them about getting the broken gimmick. That's, I mean, that's something. Um, and, uh, and, and uh, Nordholm once, once again said they own it and, and, you know, it was created on their television. It's not who came up with it, you know, like in a TV show, it's not who came up with the storyline. Um, but I think Matt feels because he funded it, um, that he owns it. So I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to see that gimmick in WWE. Yeah. They're such a machine dude that WWE, man, they really are. Dude. They're such a monster that they could, they're that good where they don't really need, you know what I mean? They can be like, nah, we don't need, even though that character's super over, we don't need it. Right. But it puts Matt kind you of in purgatory. <laughs> Oh, it kills Matt. Yeah. I mean, it, it kills Matt. This is the best. This this was the best thing Matt's ever done, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Just but these matches. The main event. Hopefully that we want to see. You know what I mean? Get yeah. Jeff out of there and get him in the main event already. God, can you imagine the match with him and Finn Balor? Oof. Oh. Oh, absolutely. So many guys. Yeah. So Matt Hardy won. It's going to be a steel cage match at Extreme Rules between Sheamus and Cesaro. And Matt and Jeff Hardy, again, but this time in the case, Sheamus and Cesaro have got to win this time, right? Who knows? They... Formulaic wise, you would you would think so. They have to. I, I'm saying yes, they will. I almost think they they do another match between like Cesaro against. I, they've done every combo now on Raw, uh, but they got one more week to go. So maybe Sheamus and Cesaro finally get a win next week. And so they can lose to the Hardys at the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> I feel because Sheamus and, and, and Cesaro have turned heel, they almost, and, and they're trying to, they kind of give them a new focus a little bit. I almost feel like they have to win the tag titles here. Yeah, I, I mean, when someone turns, it should be like a, a fresh coat of paint. Like you're, you're changing their character. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they did the same thing with Dolph though. You know, he turned heel and they, they were jobbing him out within a week. I think he lost his first match after turning heel. And and look where he's at now. Other than, you know, he's beating Nakamura for most of their match when he shouldn't have been. But 
Um, oh, I went back and watched it. It wasn't as bad as you said it was. You, but you I mean, think was, that was the right way to go for Nakamura's debut is having an ultra competitive match with someone who's seen as a, as a underneath guy for the last year. Oh, okay. See, I, I, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't see, I don't see him as an underneath guy. Uh, Dolph, I don't see him as a headliner, but like, okay, what about his first match in NXT for Sami Zayn? That was incredibly competitive. Right. But Sammy was a top guy in NXT. He was an NXT champion. You know, like he, he was, uh, he had that credibility and it wasn't like Sammy was kicking his ass most of the match. He wasn't getting like 60, 70%. It was, uh, you know, it was competitive, but it, it Nakamura didn't look like he was fighting from underneath the whole match. I mean, he didn't come out and, and yeah, I mean, you could, you could debate that, you know, Nakamura should have came out and just dominated somebody. But, um, I, I think it's one of those deals where he's being tested. That's just my opinion. Yeah, being tested in terms of you know what I mean. Well, how will he handle this? <laughs> you know, he's not. He, we're not. We're giving him. We're, we're giving him fifty-fifty versus. Is he going to bitch and moan that uh, you know that he didn't get you know seventy thirty or guys do that? Believe it or not. Huh. And um, sometimes sometimes you get tested to see where you're at with your ego. And, and that's a Vince thing. That's not a hundred thing, by the way. That's definitely a Vince thing. I could be very wrong. I don't know. I, I just thought it was, it was a little odd that he was selling so much. You're right. But um, I thought he was just getting like beat up the entire match or something, you know? And uh, I don't know. I thought the beginning of the match, he looked pretty, pretty badass to me. He looked pretty cool. And what I really liked, oh my God, which we didn't even talk about, like the shoot aspect of it. Did you see them kind of shooting it? Like Dolph trying to shoot in on him, like legit. And um, there was a few of those in there, which I really, really liked. It made the match look a lot more real to me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it was very well done, I thought, you know, wrestler versus, you know. Well, and uh, legit wrestler against really. legit mixed martial mixed martial artists, you know. Nakamura's yeah. got what, I think he's 2-0 yeah, or 1-0 at least. Something like that, but he's a legit badass, you know, and I thought that was pretty cool. It, it, you could see them, like, really going at it there for a couple seconds there. Go back and watch it again. You'll see it. They kept their cool. But um, watch it again. Nakamura's a little bit more, um, what's the word? Uh, um, we can see through something. Transparent. He's a little bit more transparent, you know what I mean, than, than Dolph was about it. And uh, mm. it was pretty cool. He got pretty pissed off at one moment in there and just started going to town on Dolph. Um, oh, with the knees? I'm telling you, it wasn't in. And it wasn't, yeah, as I was going to say, and it wasn't in so much of a working sense. He caught himself on the last day. <laughs> I could see him pull back a little bit. But there was the first two were just like, holy shit. <laughs> Real quick correction, Nakamura's MMA record is three wins, one loss, and one no contest. And his one loss was his very first fight. So You know what's so crazy, you guys, is 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 story time with old man Morgan here. Sorry, but when I was in New <laughs> Japan, I was tagging with Mark Jindrak, and we ta- we tagged a crap load of six man tags with Scott Norton as our six man and mm-hmm. versus um goddamn who who did the Yakuza kick? What is wrong with me? Um NWO, WCW for a little bit, Japanese wrestler. Uh, Come on. Massa Chono, yeah. Massa Chono. Yeah, so it was me, Jindrak, and Scott Norton, always versus Massa Chono, um, Tanahashi, and um, our boy. Um, What's wrong with me? Who we're talking about? Nakamura. Nakamura. Oh, right now, for WWE. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah. Nakamura. All right. <laughs> and those two were kind of like the young up-and-comers. Like we're no. kind of like the young, young up and comers, and I'm telling you right now, Tanahashi was seen as the bigger star. Like he was like the Randy Orton in New Japan that they were grooming, right? And 
uh, Nakamura was like this goofy kid backstage. Like he was laughing at things and like re- like things you didn't even do. like. I go shake his hand, like, hey, what's up? And he just started like, like start laughing at a left field, and like he was always like just this goofy kid, like laughing and 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 I, I never saw this for him. I never did. And I'm not saying he wasn't good. He was extremely talented. Well, he reinvented himself totally. Who the hell is this dude? Because that yeah. is not that goofy kid, back there, you know, who Scott Norton was was telling me to go up and chop in the chest for no good reason. And I'm like, Scott, the dude did nothing wrong. No. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, you look at him like 10 years ago. He did not look like a star at all. And then, no. you know, once he grew his hair out and got, started incorporating that Michael Jackson stuff and changing his outfit, I'm now, you know, he's got more charisma than almost anyone on that roster. So, I mean, he it's really insane, changed man. it. I mean, have you ever seen anything like that? I haven't, as far as this this unspeakable charisma, this nonverbal charisma, this through body language and all these isms he has. It's 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 incredible to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it's like you said last night. It's like, why do they have him talk? I mean, he's a guy that you know. Normally, when you have a silent figure, it's normally to be it's supposed to be intimidating. He's the rare guy that can just do so much just with his movement to to get over with yes. the audience. The way they booked him in NXT, why is it so hard to follow that damn formula? Why? <laughs> I think right. they're on principle. They're like, we're not going to do the same thing, you know? It's on your own network. Guys, watch it. It's it's insane. I mean, it's like how much better TakeOver was than Backlash, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, moving on tonight. Tony Nice versus Austin Aries um, with Neville out there looking on. How do you think uh, with the cruiserweights going back to the two matches tonight, Matt, as opposed to the one that we've had? I didn't. I'll admit it tonight that the cruisers didn't feel special to me. Hmm. No, I think um, that's valid. That's a, I, th- I think Austin Aries would be a bigger star outside of that division. Yeah. God, yeah. Especially letting, letting them talk more uh, with any of these other guys. Any of those guys we saw in that, that five man, for instance. The upcoming five-man ta- the match coming up, like he could hold his own with every single one of them, and, and, and even more so on the mic with more than half of them, I would say. Oh, he could be a um, very half of them just with his charisma. He's so good, man. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, you know what? Maybe it's a compliment to him because they're like, dude, our cruiserweight division blows. We got one good guy. <laughs> you know, we need somebody else, dude. Do us the solid. I don't know. You know, something along those lines as they're thinking. You know, and. I hope he's taking it that way because he's he's so talented. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, we'll see. I mean, how much how much bigger is Finn Balor than Austin Aries? Maybe like a couple inches. So, how, 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 how much taller? Yeah, because size wise, they were about the same, right? Uh, Austin shorter. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, two inches. Finn's five eleven. Austin's five nine. Austin's five nine. According to uh, Bing, he is. You cannot go by the internet, guys. The internet's yeah. so stupid. I remember Dave Meltzer put out there when I was in OVW. When I first got signed. Six foot eight, Matt Morgan. Six foot eight, motherfucker. I haven't been six, six foot eight since my junior year in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't always believe it, but, but but it usually works the opposite way. I think one time on my uh, Wikipedia page, it said I was like seven foot two or something. You know what I mean? So it's like. It, it's always exaggerated in the opposite way, guys. Obviously, the internet um, has you at seven, seven even right now, Matt. 
And that's right, right? Six eleven. Six ten. Six. Okay. Nice, nice. Jews, yeah, six eleven and a nice half. Gig- yeah, gigantic. Jeez. Somebody update Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Neville is, ba- I mean, niece is basically, uh, Neville without the charisma. Um, and so anytime Neville's in a feud, they always have niece, you know, getting beat, you know, a couple weeks before. But... It's like he's a stunt double. Totally. But, uh, like anything shitty, anything shitty, that, hey, dude, anything shitty they want to happen to Neville, they just put these in there. <laughs> but you know what I do love? Steam, go. <laughs> you know what I do love like how 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 they've protected Neville. I don't think he's lost once since he's been the cruiserweight division. Uh, you know, by at really? least not by pinfall. He he might have by countout or disqualification. But uh, I like that too. Making that dominant and they've kept it up, but they keep treating everyone else like such a joke that it's hard to bring up like a a credible opponent. And you got Aries, but you know you're going on the third pay per view match between them now. I mean, maybe this is the one where they. They finally have him win, but uh, um, yeah, I, I do like how they booked Neville, and then he destroyed uh, he destroyed um, Nice after this match, which, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So we talked about Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Mickey versus Alexa, how it made Matt uncomfortable, um, which I think is the best reaction to, to that match. Uh, and of course, Alexa won that. And then after, uh, went to get the kendo stick out, was hitting Mickey with it. Bailey came out, but then, uh, Alexa run off before Bailey could hit her. And then we got to the main event. Alexa looked good. And I, I like oh, that she sure. beat her clean. You know, I, I, I like that they're doing that. They're making her look like more of a threat. So, um, I, I like, I like what they're doing with Alexa. Absolutely. Me too. No complaints here. She looks awesome. Huh. Yeah. Rare example where they've gotten it perfect. Um, so Roman and Seth. She's gotten it perfect. Yes, she has gotten it perfect. Sorry, sorry. I think that's really the key. When something is good, let's put it on the performer. When something is awful, it's entirely creative's fault. <laughs> and I don't know, it doesn't sound fair. I know it sounds like we're bagging on them. But, but usually, more times than not, it's the talent knowing who they are inside out, upside down. And that girl gets who she is. And it shines through. And then creative says, wait a minute, we got something here. Then they can actually start writing for her because they know who she is finally. Everybody else, they're trying to ram a square through a circle hole, right? They're trying to figure out, they're, cutting, they're writing promos for, for, for who they think these people are because these people haven't shown creative yet who they really are themselves. Mm. Give and take there. It's not always on creative. It's up to us to give them a glimpse of who we really are. Yeah. And we don't talk about this often, but... Definitely that. Absolutely. I mean, listen to this podcast. How often do we say, oh my God, this booking was fantastic. The concept that was given was fantastic, but the performer just couldn't pull it off. Like that's really rare. That's a rare criticism we have where we go. Yeah. yeah, You know, right. So, uh, to be fair, we don't, we don't know what they're saying. We don't know what they're writing. We don't know how things were supposed to be. We don't, we know what we see and we see a lot of uncomfortable people cutting uncomfortable promos. And well, it's a lot. It's on both people, and that, that. Well, except for when when you're using verbiage that pe- normal people don't use, you know, when you're talking about like the, the uni- you know, the universe instead of saying fans and stuff like that. That's just stuff people don't say, you know. Like if they were doing a real interview outside of uh, outside of TV, they're not going to be saying, "Well, the WWE universe and 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 
and not saying wrestling and, and not saying, you know, all these stupid terms you're not allowed right. to say. Uh, it's, so it just comes across as so uh, unorganic, not natural. And, you know, that's on Vince because that's what that's what he wants. What I don't get is why don't and Matt, maybe you can shed light on this because I don't know if this was as much of a problem when you were there. Why don't they hammer it into your head when to say, OK, don't rush it and say WWE. I feel like every week and it's not just the wrestlers. I mean, I'll hear Renee or someone be like WE universe like they just they stumble over it because they're trying to spit out the word so fast. They do not enunciate WWE. It's always like this weird rushed jumble of letters. I myself do do. I do it too. It doesn't roll um, off the tongue. I don't you know. It's, it got it was incredibly uncomfortable. Maybe it's because we're so ingrained with the F. I don't yeah. know. But WWF we we right there. I just did it right there. <laughs> WWF. I, I think we said it that way too back then. Yeah. It took me like four years to stop saying WWF. Yeah, I mean it took a while. But WWE universe to, to describe fans is just it's just lame. And uh yeah. Anyway, and, and, and calling superstars instead of wrestlers, when when do you ever ask someone if they're a fan of sports entertainment? You know, no one says that. <laughs> Everyone says wrestling. You don't say who's your favorite superstar or was Hulk Hogan your favorite superstar growing up? Just like, hey, man, let me ask okay. you a question. You a fan of sports entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> There's a great sports entertainment pay-per-view coming up. Yeah, sorry, go, Matt. All right, that's how you guys see it. But let, let me tell you from the wrestler's perspective, I would always prefer to be called a wrestler. I would. That said, let's say I'm doing a signing. Let's say I'm being advertised. This past weekend, I did some like bodybuilding competition. I was a guest of honor at, right? They, yeah. they, they, they put me on there as Impact Wrestling Superstar for some reason. Um, anyways, they said superstar. That sounds a lot cooler. That's, that's completely cool. fine. I'm I'm, but that's you're a wrestling superstar, not a just a superstar. You know, that's like a football player. You see, you call him an NFL superstar or a boxing superstar, but you don't, but here you're not even allowed to use the word wrestling. Better. That's stupid. I don't <laughs> yeah. like that at all, obviously. That right. Like, yeah, anyway. That was your season of Tough Enough, Matt, right? Right when they made the change. Because I remember the first episode, they had to explain the whole get the F out campaign. Wasn't that season two? Nah, well, maybe it was. I don't remember. Well, the sports entertainment—they've been—they've they, no. been trying to do it that since like the late '80s. They, no, I no, mean, no, they didn't ban the, the word change. wrestling. It's... Yeah, the, the panda thing was 2002, 2001, I think. Maybe so. Maybe it was the first season. Yeah. No, 2003. I was in 2002. It had to have been 2002, right when I got done with that season. It has to be. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Who cares? I'm gonna go back and rewatch that season. I keep 2002. Leaving. Yep. To go back and rewatch all of Tough Enough. You see how fat I was? <laughs> uh, oh, man. You, you were bigger and clean shaven. You look like a different guy. <laughs> I'll just watch it again and get angry when they give it to the two girls at the end of the season instead of a, a man and a woman. You know? Yes. It was so annoying at the time. That's when I realized reality TV is just uh, an exercise in frustration. But uh, okay, so Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt and Samoa Joe. This is making you guys more excited for Extreme Rules in the Fatal Five way, seeing four of the five, or uh, interest waning at this point? When, you, when you've seen each combination of them beating each other, you know, now you've seen Seth beat Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe beat Seth. 
I just wish they'd come up with something more creative. I mean, next week, next week show. we're going to see more variations of that match. Finn Balor versus Joe and uh, uh, versus and Bray White. And Why so he's supposed to be person? happy that he's been put up against two heels. And Kurt, you know, maybe maybe this was a s- small sign of Kurt starting to turn, do something because <laughs> he was, you know, crediting himself for being, you know, the best GM. But um. So what'd you think of the main event, Matt? I liked it. I, I liked it. I don't, I just don't like Joe selling. I don't mm. like it. I don't like any part of it. Um, I, I get, I, I, guess, I guess I've got to admit, I think I'm just biased. Did you hear Kurt uh, call Finn Balor, Finn Baylor? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I missed that. You said that at the top of the show. I missed that. I got to go back. And I wonder if that was just a slip of the tongue or if he really doesn't know Finn Balor's name. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, because if you haven't been paying attention to the product, I mean, how much WWE do people really like the, what's that? He does. He does. When we were at TNA, Kurt, Kurt watched every, Kurt watched all the time. Kurt watched every Raw. I'm being serious. Maybe not SmackDown, but a lot of us, we always watch Raw and he'd, you know, we'd come in and we'd talk about what happened and things like that. If it was something big or whatnot, but he knew, he knows the guy's name, dude. I promise. (laughs) I'm guessing he does too, but you just never know sometimes. And Kurt, you know, Kurt works for the company. I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. So next week, Finn versus Joe and Bray. Ah, oh, Extreme Rules can't get here fast enough. Because after that, the next pay-per-view, Great Balls of Fire. Goodness gracious. And Goldberg, I mean, not Goldberg, uh, Brock <laughs> Lesnar. Brock Lesnar will be back. Yes. Hopefully that should, but you know, hopefully, yeah, well, we know what's going to happen. Paul Heyman cuts his promos every week. When's yeah. Brock coming back? Balls of fire. Uh, we got his raw dates up on the site. Um, he, he's going to be back before great balls of fire. Here we go. Oh, so wrestling Inc.com has the dates when Brock Lesnar will be back. We do. It was posted on the 13th. So uh, June 12th, June 26th, July 3rd and July 10th. So he'll be, Oh wow! Um, yeah, f- f- uh, on the the go home and the uh, the post show for sure, and then uh, a couple weeks before that. So yeah, we're hey, just a, we're just a few weeks from him returning to Raw. That'll be that's great. Um, one thing I wanted to bring I wanted to say, guys, uh, is I kept getting hit up by this one person who keeps telling me that I guess on Wednesdays. Glenn, you keep burying Randy Orton. What's the deal with this? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think he's... And I don't know. It could be creative, right? It could be creative not giving him anything. But look at what he did on the internet and trolling everybody and making those remarks. If he put in that effort... Yeah, it was great. No, that was, that's great. It's entertaining. But I see him on TV and he just sort of comes out and he looks like he's collecting a check and going through the motions at this point. You know? I don't know what his character is. He doesn't seem particularly invested or even happy to be there. Um... Let me ask you this. What's, what's yeah. John Cena's character? No, but John Cena, you see how he comes out, how he reacts to the audience, even embracing the John Cena sucks thing. I mean, he, he comes out there and promos. Cuts... He's entertaining yeah. as hell. He's phony as hell. Well, his phony. Look... The, he's completely acting. You ever had one of those jobs where they think you're doing a really good job and you're just phoning it in? Like, that's ju- then that's John Cena. And you know what? You ride those jobs all the way you can. With Randy, you're like, Wait, Randy, you think John Cena's phoning it example. in? No, based on what Matt just said. Oh, no, no. 
you know. He's, he, I think he's incredibly. I think he's. I think he's incredibly uh, not honest with with what we what 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 he presents is not who I'm just saying that that's what yeah. I know. Right. Well, but that's then, that's that's WWE. That's a WWE call. But Randy, Randy knows he's got a job for life with the WWE. He knows that you know. I mean, he he was born into this business, and it's not to say he didn't work hard, but it's just to say that you know, even his rant about the indie guys, you know, and, and the jokes about that, you could just sort of tell it. He's had a much different experience than most people in the business, and I think that because oh, I'm sorry, go because it, because because again, and this isn't just a, a Triple H quote here. Yeah, this business comes to him so frigging easy, so. You're right. He has a different perspective on it, but in no way, shape, or form can you take away from how mega, mega talented he is. Watch, look at last night's match. Oh, absolutely. Look at last night's match. He made Jinder look even ten times bigger of a star than Jinder would have done on his own. And I will say that it upticked right before this. I feel that Wednesday when he cut the promo, and I know you know they've done variations of this before, but the thing about gender, it's not that we're intolerant, it's just you're an ass. Loved that. Thought that was, okay, Randy showing a little swagger and fire. Um, I thought the last thing he did before that that really showed him like flourishing um, was burning down Bray's house because, again, creative gave him something, and he clearly had fun with it. I don't know if it's they're not giving him anything or what, but he just doesn't no. feel in the moment. Here's what it is. I know Randy yeah. incredibly well. He he's cocky as crap. I like I always like that about him. I am too. But he can be a little dicky as well, which I think is hilarious. Um, and I'm entertained by it. That said, Randy is Randy when he's a heel. He he is a tougher time making that connection as a face. And that would be awesome. And that that, that that's what you're seeing. Yeah. That said, him as a heel, go watch his heel stuff. Um, he's on. In my opinion, that that, that I think he was very entertaining as a heel. I think especially right around the evolution time, mm -hmm. um, doing the whole running, punting people's heads off. Stephanie McMahon. Legend Killer like was that. awesome. Um, Legend Killer. Like, so, so like he, when he's a heel, he's at his most comfortable. And maybe as a face, I don't know if I'd say phoning it in, but like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think Randy can relate to being a baby face because he's not an atypical baby face you know randy he's always got something to say he's always um he's, he's very braggadocious uh, cocky all good great traits that uh, I, I might, i'm very similar in that regard i'll be honest um but uh, I, I think it fits better as a heel absolutely and you know even because uh, i've seen at house shows he's having fun at house shows maybe it's just something in being on tv and how they're positioning him um but even at house shows it looks like he's having a good time he's looser you know, it, it, there's more, I don't know, something comes across more than what he's, they've given him. He's also he's also big on trying to develop younger talent, which I never mm -hmm. saw Randy doing, I'll be honest, when we were younger. I never saw him being that guy one day. Not because he wasn't good enough. I didn't think he would care enough, but he yeah. definitely does. And, you know, the, the, the little things like that, like, I think he's matured a lot for him. Um, he he for just hasn't he been entertaining in years. In years, years. Wow. He, I can't. The last promo he cut, where you're like, "Man, did you check out that Orton promo?" And it, it's getting millions of views on YouTube. Burning down uh, the house. That was that was. The well, best thing. But, but that was more the act of burning oh, down the house yeah, as opposed yeah. to the promo. Yeah. Okay. Well, who else can you really say that about? CM Punk. I mean, who else? Cena, Dean Ambrose. I mean, Cena, Dean Ambrose. The Miz. Uh, I've never the Miz. Yeah, it. all his all those skits he did were getting tons of views. Um. I mean, there's there's a bunch. Now, there's a lot that don't. Seth Rollins comes to mind. Like, he, he you know, he doesn't really set the world on fire with his promos right now. I'm, 
but he hasn't been there for 15 years or whatever. But you're judging it only on promos. What about Yeah, and his matches. I've said this before. The last time I think he's had a great match oh. was with Christian like five years ago, I, other than WrestleMania 30, the, the main event. And that was, uh, you know, a lot because of Daniel Bryan. What about his match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? It, 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 just the finisher was good. The finisher was was pretty awesome. But go back and listen to this podcast. You cannot see. See, this is this is where this is where you lose this argument, Raj. You cannot debate Randy Orton in the ring. You can't. You could say, "Oh, the Chinlock of Doom." Oh, it's so boring. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. You can say that, but rest of his stuff in that ring is flawless. You thought his match like, was gender was, any, was every wrestler will tell you that. I promise you, no other wrestler will debate this as far as watching a Randy Randy in that ring. Then tell me the last time you let tell me the last time you thought he had like a what you would call a four star match and gender. If you think gender was a four star match, what about last night's match? It last was like two and a half tops. Incredibly done, incredibly well done. It was look the the, the smokes and be, the bells and whistles, but it wasn't even close to AJ and Kevin Owens. Hmm. Two different, two di- okay. The, 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 I'm not putting this on gender here. But I'm kind of putting this on gender okay. here. Um, Randy was let's be let's be very real here for a minute. Randy was given the daunting task to take a, a, a an undercard talent just six weeks ago, find the shit out of him, make him look like a star, even though it's supposed to be the opposite. You're supposed to shine up the baby face, not the heel. And he did that for Ginger last night. He made Ginger look like an intelligent wrestler working the hold. Um, that, that was Randy. I can know from a mile away. That was Randy. Um, when, you know, Ginger kept going back to the same shoulder, uh, the same, um, hold, um, things like that, that, that made Ginger look a lot more intelligent, a lot more seasoned, a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable. And that there's a lot to be said for that because it sucked us into the storyline. It slowed the match down when it needed to. And again, the heel supposed to be doing that for the baby face, not vice versa. Look, and, um, I hey, look, I, look, look. I'm not gonna say that Randy's good. a bad wrestler because I don't think that at all. I just don't think he's been entertaining in a long saying. time. No, I mean, I mean, he hasn't been entertaining at all and interesting. And he hasn't had a great match okay, that, well, that's then. like heated, where the crowd is going nuts, and, and you know they're going back and forth. Uh, and for being in the position that he's been in for that long, and to not get that kind of response, you know, often, like you look at like how Cena and AJ Styles is, and compare that to Orton and AJ Styles. Can I- Compare right now. compare okay. Roman Reigns and AJ Styles to Orton and AJ Styles, and it was okay, Orton and AJ Styles was dead, and Roman and AJ Styles they had the crowd on their feet, they were on fire. Um, I mean, it's just night and day. Okay, you're talking about newer, fresher, younger talent, and more importantly, you're forgetting. Hold up, we took a guy for we've had on this roster who's a 13 time at the 12, at the time 12 time world champion and we're going to put him and demote him to the Wyatt family and we're going to make him a minion of Bray Wyatt Randy Orton the chosen one we're going to make him a minion do you have any idea the damage that did to him that did so much freaking damage to him it's, it's a, I'm surprised nobody brings it up more but but eventually it worked its way through the storyline but I still feel that did a lot of damage to him. A lot of damage. I stand. Yeah, I agree with that. And as for Cena, I mean, I mean, who else? Who else has been around as long that gets that these reactions that you're talking about? Let's go, AJ. Let's go, Roman sucks. Who else has been around long that are getting consistent reactions like that? You're gonna say Cena? Well, Cena does. Cena yeah. Take these breaks. Uh, what, what's that? Oh, hate chance. 
Well, there, there just haven't been that many people that have been around that long. But Jericho, you know, that Jericho's another. Um, okay. Who else has been That's around? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll have to probably uh, we'll have to probably right. table this discussion because it's starting to get pretty late. <laughs> but I agree with you, Matt, that the Bray Wyatt uh, the Wyatt family storyline absolutely did not do him any favors. My favorite moments, wrestling aside, my favorite moments of character last night from Randy. One, the face he made after demolishing the Singh brothers. There, love to see that, Randy. But also, I love the. Would love to see that, Randy. He almost killed somebody and was worried about it. No, no, no. The, the reaction, <laughs> the way he reacted after, it was just like that. It felt real, right? It felt like he was really present in the moment. Yeah, yeah he went. Yeah. Oh, that was holy shit. I hope he's okay. Yeah. And I love the the moment, and he had one a couple of pay-per-views ago when he shows the care and respect for JBL's hat and the cowboy hat. I think that's a great little consistency touch that, I mean, that's continuity. I love that. I love that they uh, pay attention to his legacy with that. I think that's interesting. Yeah. You know? Here's the bottom line. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. And I, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I just, Hall of Famer. Not, I've never seen somebody, other, Kurt picked up the business faster than anybody. Brock picked it up second fastest than anybody, but as far as somebody it coming natural, just just instinctual, no one's done it more than Randy. And everybody will tell you that he, everything he does in that ring is effortless and flawless. And but, a lot of this attitude that people are perceiving could be a response to to what creative has given him. I mean, go back to this podcast last summer. I was I was excited when Orton returned, and Roger's like, "Why are you excited that Orton's returning?" You know, and I was like, "Because it's Randy Orton." I was thinking about the Legend Killer days, Evolution, all the stuff he'd done before, yeah. and that steam just ran out pretty quick. You know. Yeah. No, I definitely agree, guys. I'm not saying like I, I I'm excited to see Randy Orton, man. Like like that's my favorite guy to watch or something. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm just trying to, you know, prove. I'm just putting out my point as far as I'm entertained by good matches. Same here. Cool, man. Well, we'll be back Wednesday to bury more of Matt Morgan's <laughs> friends. What's that? What were you saying, Matt? <laughs> no, you're not entertained by good Absolutely matches. Absolutely I am. Randy Orton matches are boring as hell. <laughs> That's my point. Last a part of being a good match awesome. is that it's exciting, not just that the moves are done right. You know, that's why the Cruiserweight Classic, you know, they have good matches, but no one cares. You can hear people like chewing gum in the crowd. So it it's not exciting. And Orton, he can he can have fine I matches. Agree. You have to you should have the whole Yeah. But last well, night's match was 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 exciting to me. It, it, that was probably and not because of the finish. I thought because of the finish, because it was like, you know, it was an upset. Of course it was exciting, Matt. You know, I'm not blaming it on the upset either. Either I thought the way the match was structured was really well done. That was uh, the story they told was awesome. I agree with you on that. I thought his match with Jinder, sadly, his match with Jinder Mahal was probably the, probably the best match he's had in uh, on a pay per view in uh, years. And guess what that says? <laughs> this is where you not being a worker hurts your point. What that just said right there. Randy Orton's that fucking good that he can pull up a nobody and make him into a good person, make him into a star in one night and have a great match with a quote unquote once perceived nobody. We will see if he's a star. That's the the jury's out. I wish I had a pen right here so I can go dot. (laughs) (laughs) Just drop the mic. All right, man. Well, we'll, we will table this. (laughs) So uh, before we wrap the show, anything else you want to plug aside from Randy Orton, Matt? (laughs) Um, I can see what you just did there. Um, (laughs) 
No, I told the listener that I would debate this for you guys, for him. So I, I listened to our, I actually listened to some of our listeners that uh, write in and ask these questions. So right, well, I take it seriously. You know, well, if they have a good point to prove, I'll, I'll listen to it. But nonetheless, uh, 5% Nutrition, check them out, www.5percentnutrition.com for your pre-intra post-workout needs. Get jacked like your boy, Matt Morgan, who's even more jacked than Jinder Mahal. I hate to break it to you folks. I am. I have less body fat and I'm taller and I weigh more and I'm older. Just throwing it out there. With a 655 bench press. Um, and I got Wait, a 665? That's my ultimate. That's my best max ever. Oh, it's not yeah. like I've done it within the last few years, but that's my top max. Yeah. Damn. Um, but I'm leaning out in, in the process of leaning out because I've got a very important competition on July 22nd. It's called the Seminole Classic in Winter Park, Florida. I'll be competing, hopefully, in two divisions men's classic physique and just general men's physique. One, you wear board shorts, the other, you kind of wear like wear boxers, brief kind of looking thing. You got to kind of show up for your legs. So I've tried to build up my legs the best I can for this. Um, but I'm excited about it. It's a hell of a lot of dieting, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. That's what's coming up down the road for me. Awesome, man. So Roger and I will be back Wednesday to talk about SmackDown Live, uh, the era of the Maharaja. We'll see how that goes tomorrow night. A Punjabi celebration on SmackDown Live tomorrow night. <laughs> That's such a cool name, by the way. I love that name. Uh, Punjabi? <laughs> or celebration? No, um, <laughs> the Maharaja. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Maharaja. I love Maharaja. that. Maharaja. It means king. It, means... it just, yeah, it's it, it, it just badass sounding to me. Absolutely. My name is part of, you know, like Raj means king. And Maha means great, so it's great king. Um, oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's Jinder's real name too, right? It's uh, doesn't he go by Raj? Uh, I thought his cousin's name was Raj. I could I be wrong. Yeah, I'm forgetting. All right, guys. Cool guys. Until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.